What's good, Divine Gang Gang? All right, I'm going to be a little mischievous. You can probably see by the title, it says, um, Are Black Men Asking Black Women to Burn Their Capes? I'm going to try to keep this short. It won't be the last time we talk about this. Um, The reason I'm putting this question out there, and I'm going to try to remember to leave the poll open where you can just answer yes or no. And then if some of you want to go off, then you can and, and write it in the comments. But um, I was watching a clip by the lead attorney. This is the second, third time I've heard him. I've heard him talk a little bit before for maybe about two or three minutes, about maybe three months ago. And then um, it popped this video with a woman asking the lead attorney about why men don't value um, degrees um popped up so i did watch that one and then on the sidebar because of the way the algorithms worked another video popped up where there was another five minute clip um where they're talking about women who think they can manifest a husband so of course you know i had to talk to uh tap into that given the content that i have on my podcast i'm gonna do a reaction to that one it was very interesting um I love to hear the different perspectives. A lot of you guys knew, know I grew up in a Christian church, so it was funny to me to watch it. I, you'll be surprised at my reaction to that one, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. But um, the reason I'm asking if Black men are asking Black women to burn their cape is because um, the lead attorney said, well, we don't value um, the degree. And he said, you have to understand, and I'm going to be a little mischievous here, but you have to understand the manosphere is about how we estrogen. The manosphere is about how we men estrogen. The manosphere is about how us men estrogen. It's about how we feel. And to quote him directly, he said, the manosphere is about how men feel. Okay? And that's important. Because when you have a man and other men telling you that they don't value your degrees, you have to also bear in mind that they do not value marriage categorically black men only have a 30 percent marriage rate right so out of every hundred men only 30 will get married and they have a high um divorce rate bear with me here follow me here right I understand what I think I understand what the lead authority authority was saying. I'm going to try to explain it the best way I know how. What he was saying is, it seems as, and we're working with, with generalizations, right? So there's going to be outliers. There's always going to be outliers, right? But he's saying, if you're going to be a traditional, wanting a traditional relationship where you can stay at home 
and not have to work and bring an income and be a domestic goddess and have the meals ready and, you know, um, have, you know, be able to host events to where he has his friends and, and business partners over and taking care of the kids and taking the kids to soccer and making sure that there's three meals and being a, just a loving companion that's stress-free and not worried with, you know, having to pay the bills and going at his neck because he hasn't paid the utilities and the lights are about to go out and he hasn't paid the cell phone. If you are asking a man to protect and to provide in a traditional way, then you're asking for a traditional relationship. For a traditional relationship to work, the man has to be a high earner. The the marriages that have the most success are traditional. There's stats on this. If you read Millionaire Mindset, if you read a Millionaire Mindset, um, or Mindset of a Millionaire, it's, it's a white book with like somebody's face on it and kind of like a compass in the background. And I have the book in storage. So um, it says that most millionaires um, are the sole breadwinner and the wife stays at home. So we can work. So when we talk about what it means for you to be in the top 8% or the top 5%, to be in the top 8%, the man is going to have to make at least 100000 a year. I believe to be in the top 5%, I know for sure to be in the top 5%, um, I read an article that was dated back to 2017, you needed to make um, a little bit over 350000 a year. Not make, you had to have a net worth of 350000 And that could consist of real estate and retirement funds, right? And so if you're talking about a, a household, um, that means it includes the wife too. But again, keep in mind that the stats show that most, um, millionaires, um, um, are, are married and the wife doesn't work. Okay. So what he's saying is if you want a traditional relationship to work, the man is going to have to be the sole provider, Right. And so by you telling him that you're going to help him, now you're changing the dynamic to a 50-50 relationship. And the statistics show, and I'm going to guess, you know, because one of the things is once you get into stats, people can use it to in, in, to their advantage, right? It just is what it is. And that stuff fascinates me too, because it's, for example, this next stat, right? The average black male makes $45,000 a year. Average meaning, of course, that there's going to be men who make less and there's going to be men who make more and can skew even if, if I won't go into any personal details. But yeah, there's men who are making seven figures and eight and nine and ten figures, right? And But the average, when you consolidate it against the aggregate, it's going to be, you know, 45,000. So... If you, you know, and then there's stats that show that sometimes women make a little bit more or make a little bit less. You know, it can be as much as 65,000, uh, 55,000, right? Um, or even 25,000. So when you look at double income 
household, that's where you would get close to that 100,000, right? 40, his 45 and your 45, bringing you close to 90,000 a year. For you to stay home and do the domestic goddess thing and be stress-free and not have to worry about, is he bringing home the bacon? Is it enough to put a roof over her head? Are the bills going to be paid? Can we put the kids in soccer? Can we afford to put, you know, buy clothes for the kids and, you know, pay for their education, put them in piano lessons and still be able to travel and still be, you know, go on business vacations or that type of thing. Um, I'm going to kind of, I, I'm not sure if I kind of mentioned it before, but I'm going to say that part of the reason there's a high divorce rate among the 30 out of the 100 men, right? Because it's 30% or 30 out of every 100 male black men get married. We're not even, I, I have to check that stat for myself because I don't know if, how much of that is divested. And then the other interesting thing is how many of those men are making less than six figures a month because we know that the success rate is higher if they're making six figures a month. So now if you're going to be smart about it, and you want the traditional marriage, right? You're going to have to be able to identify out of 100 men, which percentage, which third, which 30 men are going to be even interested in, in marriage. Because remember, men don't value marriage. They don't value degrees either, but that's how they feel. But you have to look at the stats and what you're going to need to survive, right? I think what it comes down to is also I wanted to say you're going to have to have a real come to Jesus moment because if you personally cannot, if your man is making anything short of 100000 a year and you can't afford to have the babies, then don't have the babies. I'm not even joking with you. That's what it's going to come down to. So you're going to have to figure out in your mind Okay, what are the stats on one getting married, two getting married to someone who's making a hundred thousand, three that you're now also narrowing it down because how many if if you don't match the phenotype and the body shape and the personality, you have to deal with what you what you're working with, right? Um so out of those 30, you start to narrow it down and then you eliminate those who are making less than 100000 a year if you want a traditional marriage. Now, if you want to go 50-50, you better make sure you what you're, you better make sure that what you're bringing to the table is enough to take care of you and your kids. Because the statistics show that if you really want to know how a, a man feels about you, have sex with him. Because then that's when they're going to start to call you a moose and a wombat and everything else outside of your name. And then if you really want to see the deep, dark, conniving side of people going above and beyond to get out of something and to really um, drag you through the mud, have their children. So in order for you to be stress-free and you have a responsibility um, to those children. If you listen to some of my older stuff, you've seen me make a position where it's like, even though 
I could have a child on my own. It's not fair to that child. So you have a lot to think about. If you, we're going to be talking about this a little bit in, in future podcasts. I do agree that some of these degrees aren't worth the paper they're printed on. I think it's egregious that there are uh, educational institutions that are charging up to $115,000 for a social work program that doesn't even pay you $20 an hour. I think that's absolutely egregious. So you're going to have to really sit down and crunch the numbers. And I'm going to try to put together a podcast for you guys, several podcasts to kind of help pinpoint which ones are good. Um, in terms of getting the squeeze for your education, getting your money's worth. Um, um, but you better make sure that the outcome of that um, education is going to be enough that you can pay back that student loan, plus take care of your children the way that they adequately need to. They need to, it, it, it takes about $250,000 to raise a child. And if you scoffed at that, that's the reality from the, from the prenatal leading all the way up until they graduate. And if you're going to be responsible and put them through something that, you know, will allow them to make money, whether it's through trades or um, coding or through some type of, you know, even if it's to get a license in insurance or in real estate, um, or, or some type of college, right? And and again, that's for you to kind of figure out. But it's going to cost at least 250000 for one child to get them through making sure that they have everything that they need. Right? Could be a little bit less. Depends on where you live, too. As long as, like, once you have the roof over your head, you know, that's one thing, you know. Um, but then there's food. There's clothing. Some of the other little things like the soccer stuff and the music and the karate lessons and the speech lessons, right? The grooming, right? If you have boys, you're going to have to make sure that you can take them to the barber every Friday. That stuff adds up, right? Same thing for the girls, making sure that their hair is kept if you have the time to do it or have somebody to do it, right? Paying for books and materials for their science projects. So if you don't have the means to pay for on your own, and the reason why I stress that is because, again, you have to look at the stats. For one, you know, you're not having the children in in wedlock. Then two, I have seen it. I'm sure you have too. If you, if you're that marriage doesn't work or you, you know, and if the relationship doesn't work, you're going to have to fight them tooth and, and nail, tooth and nail and come out a bloody mess in order to get child support. The average child support is $40 a week. And again, that can be higher. It can be more. With Kyle Rittenhouse. He paid eight, his, his child support was 85, his dad, his stepdad, um, he was paying $85 a week for three children. 
and you're going to be fighting tooth and nail and going through a lot of stress. We've been talking about um, the importance of talking about fitness. I just did my first food oracle. They say the average woman is 30 pounds overweight. And from what I have understood on my fitness journey, a lot of it has to do with stress. You're just stressed out. You're getting slammed on the job, um, in your relationships, with everything that's going on in the world. This pandemic is enough to stress you out, right? So now you're going to be a single mom, stressed out, fighting tooth and nail, begging someone to to at least take care of their children. And at the most, you might get $85 a week, $100 a week to take care of your child. Keep bearing in mind, average responsible costs is from their birth to their eight to at least their 18 is $250,000. I don't want you to be in that energy where you're having to fight for that it's not healthy for you it's not healthy for the children very stressful for the children and so you're gonna have to be aware that the odds are when you get into these relationships that you're gonna be going 50 50 you're gonna be stressed out you're gonna be responsible for the children one of you has to be responsible for the children. And and so it falls on your shoulders. So same thing with divorce, you know? You stand a better chance if you get at least married cuz then if you get a divorce, you can get at least some type of alimony, which they'll fight you tooth and nail on. So what it comes down is Can you afford that lifestyle? Like, do you trust your intuition that you've chosen someone that is, um, can provide the traditional lifestyle that's a high earner? I'm not going to say high value because high value to me entails like the character, the kindness, um, the morals, family oriented. But if you are keen enough to figure out who's making at least a hundred thousand um and wants that kind of lifestyle, at least get the marriage license because if anything goes wrong, at least because your value goes down once you get married. And I think it's very fascinating that there are people not just you know in relationships, but there are people that when they leave your life, they leave you worse off than where you came from than where you were. They leave you chewed out, spit out, squeezed out, drained with less value than when you first met them, right? I think that women don't understand that part of the reason alimony is there is because you your value goes down when you get married and have children because now you're damaged goods. So when they decide that the tide has changed or the tide has turned and now there's a sexy thing at the office or someone they met at the mall, now, you know, now you're discarded. And now they can go for that 
you know, whatever they desire, what their preference is. And you should be familiar with how they talk about women who have three babies, has a child, is past 25 years old. That alimony is there to at least help to make up for the fact that you are not likely going to get married again. Or it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but at least you, you know, because part of it too, when you talk about this whole education thing is, and I don't think men and women don't understand this. um, There are women who work, but because it's just human nature, for the most part, you're going to be pulled in two directions where you're trying to to take care of home and the kids and advance to certain degree at your job. So you really are not going to be able to stay late night for those projects and be the first one at the office. So that's going to affect your ability to get the promotions and, um, and really get your money's worth from the job. You're being pulled in two directions. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong either way. You just have to be aware of what that means. So that's where the alimony also comes in because it's kind of like I could have gotten further if I didn't have to be married with kids, right? I did my thing at home. I took care of the kids and now you want a divorce. And now I don't, you know, if you don't have that, you're up a creek. Like you gave up your your youth, your body, your your, you know, to have the children and now you're not anywhere near as far accelerated in your career to even put a roof over your head on your own. Plus, you have to take care of child care and, and all the other stressors that come with it. It's very stressful. But and so um, I, my question was, are men asking you to burn the cape? I think in some ways they are. They want a traditional woman. We're saying we want traditional men. The 50-50 dynamic is about you wearing your cape. And you can even listen to that um, thing where she's talking about, well, I want to add value. I want to bring, you want to bring your cape. You want to save them. So they're telling you, you need to burn the cape. They don't want you, they don't value it. I kind of like it, the idea of burning the cape, both in what's going on in the 3D world and also in the in the twin flame dynamic. Because if you listen to a lot of these like readings, they'll tell you um, the divine masculine needs you. The divine masculine is scared. The divine masculine um, is going to come back. The divine masculine um, needs your support. The divine masculine is all those low vibrational stuff. I kind of wonder why we, you know, subscribe to that. I'm over here when I do my stuff, I try to focus on telling you like, there is better out there. There's high vibrational men out there. Why are we in the divine world? We're supposed to be high frequency, high vibrational, you know, driven action oriented men that are leaders that love community that have a mission that love family that see the value of community building and doing the right thing 
Why would we go to the 3D worldly standards of doing things? I also do believe that there's good men out there. Now, I will say this. I have met high earners. My relationships have been with high earners. I saw something special in them. Obviously, it didn't work out for whatever reason, you know? Maybe they were part of that whole mentality of like, you know, not quite the smash and dash, but get to spend time with you. Um, And then when you're bored, just move on to the next thing, right? But they were high earners. And so it's like easily one was going from um, like six figures going to seven. And the other one was like in multi-million. So they're easy to me. I know they're out there. Um, in terms of high earners, um, I want to believe that because I'm a part of this journey, there are men with good hearts. I don't think that they're really out here in social media um, at all, like the way that that the average, like MGTOW type of men are. Um, from what I understand, like even with the being around those type of men, they were busy. They were working all the time. First ones at work, last ones on the job, running like million square foot warehouse and having lots of employees to ha- to oversee. And we had, I had talked with one of them about delegation and that type of thing, but it's like, no, it has to be there to open up, make sure that everybody's on task. Last one to close everything down has to look over everything for quality. They don't have time to be in these chats and and that and so but I say that to say that they're out there there and they do exist. Right? So I think that the critical thinking part is important for us. And to be practical and really listen to what people are saying. Because what he, what, t- what um, the lead attorney was saying is, we don't value degrees. And you can take that and mean, well, I'm not going to develop myself. I'm not going to make sure that, because um, I can tell you, I'll, I'll be honest and I'll just tell you like my, my story here. But I wanted a traditional relationship, but not necessarily like the most, um, I live in Southern California, so 99% of the men that I went to school with are all married to either Hispanic, white, or Asian. I know one person um, from my high school that he married a black woman and that was a pastor. Um, so it was things like, okay, still no relationship, no long-term, no commitments, continue to get your degree, continue to work. And so it was like baby steps. And I held off on buying my first house because that's something I would have wanted to have done with my, with my companion. So you have to be realistic. It's like, don't shoot yourself in the foot. It's a deep conversation. You have to accept what if you're not the preference? Are you not going to develop yourself to where you can at least take care of yourself? I understand they don't value it, but they don't also value marriage either. Are you going to make decisions off of how they estrogen and how they feel about things? Or are you going to look at the stats and say, these are the odds. This is what I'm working with. 
and look at how realistic and practical that is. All right, I'm going to sign off. Going to charge you with love. Going to charge you with a high vibrational love. Going to charge you with the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. Going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible. I want to make sure that the divine feminines and masculines are having real practical conversations that everybody else is not talking about. Right? How do you apply it to everything that's going on to you in a way that makes sense? I'm going to charge you with health. Okay? I talked a little bit about how this affects even your 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 health. You're stressed out. That's why you're 30 pounds overweight. The 50-50 is an easy way to earn to gain 30 pounds. Easy. Going to charge you with wealth, with wisdom, and prosperity. Until the next podcast, peace.